0: Hello. (laughs) That is the strangest. Hello. Hello Sarah. It's musical. Oh my god. (laughs) Hey Chris Ryan. You are a vision in a checked summer dress once again and a
1: dark winter coat. How are you? I'm good and you're a vision in Ugg boots and what I've recently been told is an op shop cardigan. (laughs) And I love it. We're the same. We're the same. <laughs> Every week we're the same. Every week I'm uh, wearing some sort of dress with a structured coat. You
0: are. It's a good mm. look for you. Thank and you.
1: I, I'm in overalls, mm. um, as
0: if I worked in a... Uh, 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 some kind of petrol station. You're f- working the land and from there's nothing yes to, wrong with yeah, that.
1: Yeah, that's oh, true. i petrol station? <laughs> or, oh, you mean, like, are you talking about like Grease the movie, how like all yeah. the mechanics wear those kind of boiler suit things? Yeah. I see that. Yeah, I would like to. That's kind of productive and cool. The way I can see you as like a mechanic in the 50s, is that? Yes, when, please. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. Yeah. And like someone brings their car in and you just like whack it once on the bonnet and know exactly what's <laughs> wrong with it. You know those people. I love that energy for me. Welcome to Chris and Sarah Wear the Pants. Yep. (laughs) We know now where we're going to put the music breaks. (laughs) We're getting so used to this. I love the music though. I do too. It's yourself. such a tune. A couple of people have asked me where they can get the track and I'm like, just listen to the podcast. Yeah, you can get the tr- <laughs> <I> get it, <laughs> Download it <laughs> and then listen to the rest of this shit. <laughs> Or we'll just replay that five seconds mm. over and over again. Yep. How are you? What's been going on? I have been doing adult stuff, like looking after my health. Went to
0: the GP yep. with the SADS the other day. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's not, it's not funny. The funniest look <laughs> on face. As with our a, listeners constantly remind us, this is not a visual medium, but I we know. always try <laughs>
0: I did have a case of the SADS, so mm. I went to the GP. Mm-hmm. And That's a general practitioner, general, general practitioner. For those of you, it's a technical term. <laughs> just sorry to bust into doctor speak there. I'm virtually a doctor now that I go there so mm-hmm. often. Um, <laughs> and the doctor, you know, as they, as they want, mm-hmm. they um, tell you things that they think they uh. know.
1: Oh. Like based on their like based their on fi- like seven 15 years, years of <laughs> <Exactly>. study yeah,
0: <laughs> Ugh, so boring. Mm. Anyway, for once I decided to actually listen to and act on their advice. So mm-hmm. the doctor she told me, look, all of these other things you can do, but also for half an hour a day have some vigorous exercise where you come back sweating and you're pooped, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I instead of just going yeah, yep, 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 yep which Mm -hmm. I normally do and just not do it. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I will take it to heart and I'll do it. And I've done about five days of this. I've started jogging. I don't even know if you understand who I am anymore. I don't.
1: I walked in and I was like, why is Miranda Kerr in this? (laughs) sky? It's, Where's Chris? Look, it's the it's the beige cardigan. Uh, it is, isn't it? It's yep. tricked you. I feel like Miranda Kerr would wear like a cashmere beige cardigan mm. like that one. But that's great. I'm proud of you. Can it I? Ask, so you jog? Is that? I have been mm. jogging,
0: mm-hmm. like Cliffy Young. If you want to Google who he is, he was a I'm not farmer. Do that, but thank you. He was a farmer in the 80s who did like I think he ran across Australia. From a Westfield to a Westfield, actually.
1: What? Because like they didn't have the cargo pants he wanted in store <laughs> and want Westfield, so he just ran across. He's like, no, I'm just going to head to Perth, grab them there. They don't have a size 42. <laughs> he he
0: even wore like boots, like farmer boots. Like was this to raise money for something, or is this like um, more of a
1: Forrest Gump moment?
0: No, he really did do it to raise money for something. I'll have okay, to well, look further well, we into can't it. Really but the mock thing him. That, then. The thing he he's known for is the Cliffy Young shuffle, which was basically the man looked like he would have been better off walking.
1: Do you know oh, what I mean? I, oh, yeah, yep, yeah, I do. I know exactly what you mean, and, and I, that's what that's your pace. That I'm giving that energy that's to, to my jobs. No one care. I, I don't even care. Like I care, but I'm what I'm saying is mm-hmm. like. I don't think it matters what you're doing as long as you're giving it it a crack. It doesn't. And I think
0: when you you realise literally no one cares Mm -hmm. and even – because, you know, like sometimes you get self-conscious and you see people jogging quite fast Mm. and in athletic clothing. What are they running from, you know? Yeah. Like go to therapy. Yeah, exactly. I'm dealing with my mental health, guys, (laughs) at a very slow pace. Yeah. (laughs) In
1: circles, it seems. (laughs) Wait, do you run around the block or –
0: I run down to the river and I do a loop and I, I'm i trying to run all the way back, but really I'm only doing 20 minutes worth of running and about 10 of walking at this stage.
1: But also if my calculations are correct, uphill, the way back's uphill. Yeah, it is. No, that's that's not, yeah. for, not a vibe. It, I'll get there. You mm. watch.
0: I, I I hope in the next two
1: weeks to get up to that. Well, that's great.
0: It is good. I, I am exhausted. That. I don't mm. know whether that's associated with the running. But anyway, enough
1: about my health. Um, what about you, Sarah Gore? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I um, I got a new toy on the weekend. I, I don't think a lot of our listeners know that I'm like a, mu- a musical comedian. That's my whole thing. Like talking's uncomfortable for me. I've hated <laughs> every minute of this. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, I'm a musical comedian. And then I got a new stage piano on the weekend and it looks like a spaceship. So wow. I've been obsessively watching YouTube videos to figure out actually what, and I now know what everything on it does. That's amazing. And I feel like I now have like a I feel like I'm part of NASA now. You like,
0: are. Um, do you wear uh, a space suit when you play?
1: We'd have similar looks because don't they wear kind of a boiler suit? <laughs> if you're a fifties mechanic and I'm a I can lend you woman in STEM. can lend you a couple of my boiler suits if you want to. How many do you have? I have two, three. That's that's a decent number of boilers. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that was my main thing from this week. Um, and also, uh, did you watch or read anything that you liked this week? Can't
0: say that I have. I tried to remember something. I can't remember. Great. Sorry. No. Tell you
1: what I read. Have you heard of um? Uh, it was the best selling book of 2022. It's called "It Ends with Us." Ah. Oh. It's and it's just this it mental like like this author Colleen Hoover has sold like. I think I read something like 20 million copies of her books and like just completely mental. Wow. And so I was like, I'm going to check this book out cuz so many like it's the best-selling book and I was like, let's see what it what mm. it is. Um and unsurprisingly, it wasn't for me. Um mm. I didn't know this, but it's a book about domestic violence. Um oh, but going okay. back to what we were saying a couple of weeks ago, the lead girl is like generic lead woman, so she's like uh she's quite isolated. Uh, In her life, she is caring, kind, and most importantly, she's beautiful and doesn't know it. Oh, fuck, and doesn't know it. And doesn't know it, doesn't know She's like, oh, my. As if a woman hasn't got some perception of their beauty. Exactly right. And then it's sort of this tug-of-war over her between these two really good looking wealthy men one of whom's an absolute monster one of whom is like and misunderstood oh, and I'm like I you left hate that be- those types don't I, you? I left that behind at twilight yep you know yep. like and I, I and I also read the sequel as well just because it was just because I got it out of the library um and I I can't say I'd recommend it but like And I don't understand why it was the best selling book in 2022, but I think it's, I think I'm not the right audience. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. I Mm. do have some vague memory of hearing
1: about it. Mm. Well, okay. A lot of drama over the book adaption, uh, the movie adaption. uh, But it's not the usual kind of thing I read ever since I read a book called Bear Town about two months ago. It ruined books for me because it was so good. Oh, Okay. You know, like, do you ever watch a movie or a TV show that like ruins it for you because it's so good, and then you're like, yeah, I don't want to watch anything else.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I actually, um, I do know what you mean. Mm. I, I can't, but I, I just can't watch anything at the moment. I just can't bring the energy.
1: That's completely I don't know fair. What
0: the fuck's going on with me? But anyway, it might be seasonal.
1: Uh, mm. We say looking I mean, at a, it's an divine. absolutely It's a sky.
0: blue sky. The mm. sun has been shining. It's been 22 degrees. I think I'm just tired and I need I a holiday.
1: I think you are. Mm. You look great though.
0: No, that's nice. Thank
1: mm. you. So do you. Uh, before we begin, and I believe mm. I'm first today, I wanted to read a letter from one of our listeners Love that it. I just loved. And I know for a fact that you loved it as well because we sent messages to each other about it. Mm. Uh, and this is from a listener called Anna. Keep in mind, Anna could be anywhere in the world. We don't know where Anna's from. Okay. Uh, and this is what Anna said. Hi, Chris and Sarah. Just wanted to say how much I love the show. Uh, thumbs down to whoever asked you to laugh, laugh less. Hearing you two laugh brings me so much joy. Aww. That's lovely. Uh, I do have a literal pants moment. I'm a lawyer and I work in a team of four female lawyers under one male partner. We all happen to be dress girls. Same. Anna, same. Mm. And therefore, there's a lot of legs in the office. And there's a joke in the office that our boss, let's call him John, hired us because he's a legs man. Ugh. Even though John is very conservative, I don't believe this is actually true. We're hired because we're great lawyers. However, I recently overheard our secretary telling one of our two young female law student paralegals, uh, who was a pants girl, that she had to wear a dress the next day as John is a legs man and doesn't believe in women wearing pants to court and that she wouldn't be allowed to go in pants. She wore a dress the next day. Not a great moment for feminism. So the next week, when I had court and a conference in the same day, I wore my most lawyery pants and heels and told the paralegals that they could see if anyone dared tell me not to go to court. Of course, there were no issues. It might seem small, but I felt so powerful literally wearing the pants, and hopefully the paralegals can do so next time too. It might be... Too long to tell this on the pod. Absolutely not. But you've inspired me to think about it more. Thank Oof. you. Love the show. Oh, Anna, you are a boss, babe. I'm obsessed. And Anna actually attached a photo and it can, I can confirm absolute boss. Yeah. Pants, incredible. Yeah. I said, is I, that? I just, on on hearing you read that out loud,
0: I just had a realisation yeah. that the secretary is the toxic person in the workplace telling women to wear dresses.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, but isn't I, it? I didn't realise that before. Because the option, I mean, John's obviously not the boss's real name, but um, but also like John John should be in jail. <laughs> well, he, it doesn't even sound like he's, he is asking for women to wear. Oh, the, no, so she was being like actually um, John prefers and then sort of yeah but i don't know whether that's true or not no i think you're right i think the secretary could be the toxic one yeah telling the paralegal where to... would she get that information though if it were not true also i just love that anna's like actually i'm wearing pants and yeah, i didn't tell me not to yeah. go to court oh that is just so <laughs> good. a literal pants moment but also a metaphorical pants moment as anna we're so proud of you yeah this is great and thank you for sharing that with us that absolutely is... thank you so much and i bet i bet you anything i don't necessarily know if this is how court works but I bet she won in court that day and I, just, hope, I, hope. And I bet she gave like a boss ass keynote Absolutely. speech at the conference that day go the pants I love that well I'm up first let's go we what how long have we been recording so far this has been uh 11 minutes because we had one email from someone who was like I'm 14 minutes in, and you haven't got to, you yet got to the content yet I mm. love this podcast and I, was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that I think we just – it depends what's going on, though. I feel like the more we see each other, the less we have to talk about. I haven't seen you for ages. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that email from Anna made our day. And please write in with your pants moment. They don't even have to involve literal pants. No, they don't. Uh, They can just be a vibe. Like, did you feel powerful? What happened? Chris and Sarah, wear the pants at gmail.com or on Instagram. Uh, Now, Chris, my story today is really not something I expected to be talking about. It's just so weird. So (laughs) – <laughs> Let me find the actual story. Love okay. It. So, this is from the Richmond River Herald and Northern Districts Advertiser, New South Wales. Uh, this is from Friday, the 18th of January, 1889. Poor, you've gone back. I've gone back. And this article uh, has no author and it's called A Cruel Fashion. Okay. And if I stumble reading, it's because I'm physically struggling to read the text because it's <laughs> so old. Okay. An English medical journal attacks sharply the odious fashion of wearing birds as ornaments, but a prominent fashion writer does not suppose it will have the slightest effect upon those who imagine it imagine it to be chic to walk or drive about with a distorted little mane of feather beak claws perched on an impossible position on a headdress, which is already several inches too high what they 're referring to there is people wearing full stuffed birds on their hats amazing. Our contemporary is very outspoken on the subject. Oh, my God, what have I done? The mother birds are killed, it says, and the young left to die of starvation uh, because certain women insist that it it be so. Yet how gentle and sympathetic and tender these very women can pretend to be when it suits their convenience. That a 19th century woman is utterly selfish, so hopelessly without brains or feelings... (gasps) and so incapable of learning even the very elements of humanity that she must have birds to adorn herself with at any cost. At bottom, it is really a want of intellect. The ideal modern woman of the wealthier enclave is so self-indulgent and pampered and so spoilt that she can no longer be counted upon to exercise a reasoning facility. Impulse, whims, and poutings alternate with fits of sulkiness and rage, and so she spends her life.
0: (gasps) What a doozy. Wow. That mm-hmm. was a, a very passionate letter. Mm-hmm. Or letter? Article.
1: Uh, it, it's a letter to the editor, I yeah. believe. It's on page three. Far um, out. Well, I, I can't argue with any of the logic. Mm, so I ended up reading the, a large article from the official organ of the Australasian Ornithologists Oh, Union. my God. <laughs> 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 We've gone mad,
0: haven't we? <laughs> Anything not to write new jokes. <laughs>
1: just me at 2am pouring over <laughs> these books about birds i know do you feel like you're on a weird quest that you didn't do have? yeah I, do. I feel like i'm on a weird like indiana jones it's like
0: oh my god it's the it's the golden thingo. i've got to find out about it
1: it's weird i have a first question before i, mm. I tell you what i learned about this mm. what is your relationship to birds i when i was young in india oh my god i've opened that <laughs> When I was young in India, actually, I cut the head off a bird. Um, <laughs> don't be like that. It's not like that. And you need to stop. Okay.
0: Um. My mum had a, a a birdie and I don't know what kind. Of, it was like a parrot. Yeah. it was a green Like parrot. big, big, little. But not. It was a medium-sized one. Mm. But it used to eat toast at the breakfast table. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, with us. And then just sort of fly around the house. And
1: then oh, great. So it wasn't land on a, our not in a little cage or anything. No,
0: no. It had great. quite a bit of the run of the house, as mm. I recall. Um, And so that birdie... Existed, And then um, when the next relationship I had with birds was probably my grandfather had a lot of canaries in the backyard that he would feed chilies to to change their color Uh, because they go from yellow to orange to red. Yeah. What? From eating chilies.
1: You heard it here first. No, no, no. People would know. I mean, that's That's what my grandfather did anyway. It was a thing. Um, Sidebar, whenever I talk to mum or dad about what we talk about on this podcast, they're like, how did you not know that? And I'm like... (laughs) It's we're a not, failure of my of the schooling system. We're not born in eighteen hundreds, <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but also, anyway, yeah. So you can change a bird's color by feeding it chili. Canaries. Imagine yep. if people worked the same. I know. Well, I've. I've <laughs> I'd go I would be. I- Fair, I would be red. I go bright red when eating chili. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I am mm. I eat a lot of chili. Wait, so, you had a, you, so you've had quite a and close then, relationship with birds. Well, a
0: few. And then, mm. and then this was probably the most troubled one, mm. which I know you don't like, but it's the truth and we just need to deal with it. No, um, we keep it when real. my children were young, they kind of expressed a desire to have a budgie Mm -hmm. each so Mm -hmm. and so i got we had two budgies max and alan and because i worked from home i was mainly the person hanging out with max and alan god they were noisy and i would try and train them and they were idiots they never did Mm -hmm. Uh, and also i had no patience one day many years later i think we had them a few years i accidentally no, I, I think I accidentally left the door of the cage open after feeding, you know, mm. millet to, to Max. Mm. Max got outside the cage and I noticed or my child Evie noticed that um, the bird was, Max was outside the cage just sort of hanging on and mm. looking in at Alan. They were talking to each other yes. and was like, what are you doing on the outside of the cage? Mm. Oh, shit. And then I tried to get Max back in but he flew away.
1: Were, were they outside?
0: Outside, hanging oh, outside the front door. I was going door. to be like, why is it
1: a problem if oh, he's no. the outside? Yeah. Okay.
0: So, in fact, it was about an hour-long process of Max flying away because he just flew up into a tree in our yard mm-hmm. and we tried to get him down with That's the pool scoop. Sorry this
1: is talk. talk- Not at all. This Don't apologise for telling an interesting story. It's gone on forever. No. But yeah,
0: basically we tried to get him down with the pool scoop. and <laughs> And he literally flew away after that, into the neighbor's window, but then he just kept going. He was really not the
1: smartest. He just kept <laughs> going. He just kept going. He flew off. Well, I was going to be like, he flew into a tree. I'm like, that sounds pretty bird behaviour to me. Yeah, he was standing up there. I took a photo of him. <laughs> Because that was all I could do. Wait, and with, was the other bird just like, "I guess I'll Alan like, Fuck was this. like, "I guess it's
0: just me now." And he was pretty pissed. He was not happy about it, you know, because they were mates, but also
1: the fact that um was it Max?: Yeah, Max flew away. the fact that Max just like ran. And didn't even try and get, like, MacGyver him out of the cage? No, no, he didn't. No, he did talk to him. They had words, Mm. um, but I don't know. Also, one of the weirdest situations I've been in was I was out on a walk. I remember this clearly during lockdown. And a bird that was clearly someone's bird landed on the ground in front of me, like, just flying. Yeah, And it was this beautiful, I want to say, like, like really small. Like, if you you look at your fist, Mm. like, its body wasn't Mm. much bigger than that. Um, And... I just didn't know what to do because I'm like, I feel like I should be catching this animal because this yeah. belongs to, this is not yeah. a wild bird. But then I sort of weirdly chased it and then it sort of oh. like. <laughs> They're very flighty. Yeah, they are very. In fact, they it, dare I say it flew away. Um, and then also around the neighborhood I'd always see different birds but like signs for like lost birds and I'm like, you're never getting that bird back.
0: Oh no. Like I
1: know. it's just not, there's no, not. No, it was a sad day, I yeah. tell you. Evie was I mean, you devastated. were like, oh no.
0: Yeah, it was sad. Oh. It was very sad because we knew that there was no chance of Maxie surviving.
1: He didn't in sound wild. like he didn't sound like the brightest spark. No, and also just a little,
0: di- you know, like a. We had magpies in the area. There was no chance.
1: Mm. But um, yeah. So that's the only sort of
0: experiences that's I have of birds. A lot my lot of experience. It's a with bit, birds. isn't it?
1: Yeah. Mm. Do you have any relationship to emus? Because they're the scary. No. really, just scary. Not at birds. all. Okay, great. Aren't they mm. deranged looking things? Yeah. I never had birds as a kid. I I don't have anywhere near. But like, I had friends who had birds, mm. and I was always very taken with them. Um, but my probably closest relationship to birds um, is the magpies at my parents' house mm. uh, and I find magpies utterly delightful these ones would hang around the area and then uh, I think someone in my family maybe fed them or like just put mm. scraps out or whatever um, like meat scraps because you can't compost obviously meat scraps um, and then they sort of, <laughs> they would um about four of them would, whenever we walked out of the house, come flying down and start singing for food. Aww. Like, you know, that warbling noise that yeah. they make.
0: It's a beautiful sound. And
1: then I would go out um, and uh, give them like little bits of like bacon and whatnot and they would eat them. And they'd they come like they sit on your knee and stuff. they come very close. Yeah. just I just found them so delightful. And the best part about that is no one in our family ever got swooped. Yeah, that is the best part, mm. isn't it? Because apparently they, I don't know if this is true, but apparently they recognise people. Um, yeah, they do. And so when they're really feral mm. during mating season, we could just walk about the neighbourhood because apparently also they have quite big um, uh, footprints. Footprints, yeah. as in like it will be several blocks will yeah. be their territory. Yeah. And so we could walk around the neighbourhood absolutely scot-free yeah. and watch other people get bombed yeah, by these guys. Yeah, we had a similar relationship.
0: Mm. Um, we would leave our compost open sometimes and they would eat the wormies and stuff All in that. There. And they just, you know. They get it. They get it.
1: I've heard uh, that crows – uh, if you leave stuff out for crows, they'll trade with you. Oh, I love crows. Aren't they amazing? I've never done this, but apparently He's if so you smart. leave out, you know, food or whatever, they will then bring back little trinkets, like little like, rubber bands thing. or bits and bobs that they find. And then someone who I think an ornithologist, I believe is the word for people who study mm. birds, I'm pretty sure. Yep, yeah. Ornitho- yeah, ornithologist. Yeah. Um, was saying, oh, if you want better stuff from them, just leave out better food. And then one guy started getting um, coins and money brought back to him. And then he basically trained these birds, just to, like just loose bits and bits and bobs of That's coins. That's amazing. I think they're incredible. I well, I, I mean, there's if no anyway, animals that I don't love, but I. If anyone has a relationship with a crow, can you write to us and tell us about yeah, it? Yeah, because when we talked about turtles, we had a lovely listener send in a picture of their awesome turtle, and I want pictures of your birds or just birds that you like. Yeah, I mean, I I found it sad having a, a bird in a cage. I don't like the vibe at all. But um, you know, but people have these crazy setups or just mm. you know. Uh, so I'd love to hear that. Um, I've even got to my research. Oh my god, go for it. Mm. Um, so this this I found really really interesting. So this is from the Museum of Victoria actually website. Um as in Victoria, Australia. Um, So what changed all this is because wearing birds on your hat, uh, like I'm talking full stuffed birds, uh, was very in vogue for a period of time. Keep in mind this article came out 1899. Uh, In England, the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds posted photos of, and I won't go into the details because it's quite graphic, basically uh, abandoned baby birds um, because the parents would be killed for a hat. Uh, and a researcher, uh, where is he? Uh, so basically a, um, uh, an ornithologist went out to do his standard uh, examination of the Egret's home uh, and then found when he got there that they had been killed. Uh, and he found all these nests full of, you know, oh baby birds without parents. And so what he did is he took photos of this scene that he came across so there were like bodies and just really really horrific graphic stuff i looked at it so no one else has to uh and then what the royal society for the protection of birds did is took these photos from this ornithologist and published them in a newspaper and put them on billboards and in shop windows oh my god in the 1800s This is very early 1900s now. So in 1911, um, men protested against wearing of feathers using enlargements of the story in London's West End. By 1913, 14 years after that story was published, international plume markets started shutting down as feathered fashions uh, fell out of favour um feathered hats did make a brief comeback in the 30s but they lost popularity in the subsequent decades as they were no longer a standard item of women's um day wear uh and that's amazing what a campaign i know exactly so it was generally ostrich plumes and full stuffed birds uh and nowadays the only i was sort of looking if you know people do this nowadays the the equivalent is really down winter jackets uh filled with feathers but uh most companies have now switched or are switching to synthetics synthetic yeah yeah as a result uh so i just thought that was a very interesting kind of like it was in fashion here are the photos of the reality of it and people like no thank you over a wow. course of 14 years which isn't really that long.
0: It's like really like the the radical kind of when it's it, it's very radical for that mm. I reckon yep to care about animals that much.
1: Yeah, and it's um, all cuz this guy went out just to do his standard check of the of, like examination of the egrets and how in their mm. environment and found them all dead and was like this will not do. Oh wow. Mm. And so his photos then got to the Royal Society, got from Australia, got to the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds and then yeah. um
0: I wonder how the first um, hat with a whole
1: ass bird on it started. Well, I don't think it's a great look <laughs> to start with. <laughs> like whether it's a fake or a real bird, it's like you like, don't need that.
0: Goldfish, you know, would have been easier
1: for me. It's in the same genre as people who wear like. Do you remember Chandelier Deville? Like yeah. wears like an entire thing, and like people wear yeah. entire bears and foxes heads yes, and foxes, stuff. Yeah, it's just so macabre. It's so macabre. It Wearing a stuffed dead animal. I mean, fur's really sort of done now. Is it? I, I think mean, it's done. I, is I it having a resurgence? I sound or? very poor when I say that because I wouldn't be able to afford fur anyway. But oh, I God, just, no. I don't think anyway. Yeah. Um. So I just thought that was really interesting because I originally read the story and just found it funny that he yeah. was so or she was so they were so passionate yeah. about how wrong thing. it was. Yeah. And then I was like, I actually don't know anything about. And then the whole thing changed. Yeah. Oh my god that good like investigative work there. But I do think thank you so much. I do think that um seeing the reality of what you're consuming or wearing or whatever has a big impact. Yeah. There are probably other examples of that. I mean Peter the um mm. that they try and do that but then they've also got their own issues.
0: It's interesting that the the Method of changing the mind of the public hasn't changed. Like mm. what you need to do is you need to highlight what is the problem mm.
1: and get it out there as much yeah. as possible. Just no no explanation, just photos. Yep. Being like, here's what your hat. How you feeling about? Here's that? what your hat costs. Yeah, and then it's fucking embarrassing to yeah. wear those hats. And that's yeah. What a strategy! Mm. It,
0: it's tried and true. It mm. still works that way. I mean, you'll you have vegans pro- protesting in the heart of you know
1: Melbourne mm. um, with similar imagery about yeah. other things. You know, um, I think we're so desensitised now, though, to graphic imagery I that so. I can't imagine it would pack as much of a punch as it did no. back. And I think twenty you know, yeah. I wonder if back then
0: there was as much activism like that, mm. um, or, or on any cause really. Mm. Like because I feel like these days you can 't walk half uh, you know a block without there being so many causes you should give a shit about mm. that it 's turned me off caring about anything
1: mm-hmm.
0: almost mm-hmm. like i mean of course I care but there's i 'm certainly not capable of funding all of these campaigns and and there 's only you know i 'm not going to use my social media platforms to be banging on about every single issue mm. under the
1: sun I think something like this specific thing they 're talking about in this article though. Is requires little to no effort because you just simply don't buy the hat with the bird on it yeah. and that's the end of it. Yeah. Or you don't buy, like, items with feathers on them and that's, that's the end of the activism yeah. and it's literally the most effective form. Because, if you know, if there's a product or a, a company that's found to be unethical, the only thing you have to do is not buy not their stuff. And it will stuff. completely break it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It's not as – it's much simpler than a lot of really complicated oh, kind of – But don't
0: you reckon mm. – it feels like their problems are more intractable mm. these days, like – I
1: also, like, frequently find that things I'm doing are problematic or, like, things yeah. I'm eating are problem. like, yeah. you know, like... I
0: know, me too. Mm. It's exhausting. Mm. <laughs> and then you just sort of switch off and go, oh, well, I can't fix everything. Yeah,
1: so I'm going to fix absolutely nothing. So I'll fix nothing, thanks. Mm. I'll take zero. I have two questions for you before yeah. we move on. Uh, would you have been the kind of person... To, to, wear, to wear a bird, bird on, on a hat? hat. Um, In- if it was at the op shop, I probably would have had a... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd be like, the bird's dead. <laughs> It's secondhand. I didn't kill
1: I can so see you at, like, the Melbourne Comedy Festival Gala in 1898 oh, no. with a bird
0: on your head. No, look, I mean, I think that's repulsive. But honestly, if it was me back in 1890 or whatever um, and it was, like, the height of fashion, mm-hmm. I probably would
1: have, like, been quite interested. I wouldn't have been able to afford it. I think it was real, <laughs> like – I just can't imagine looking at a fully stuffed bird and being like, oh, that would look good on me. <laughs> Have you got one in green? (laughs) Yeah. Have you got one in my size? What? (laughs) And my final question for you, Chris (sighs) Ryan, is what is today's equivalent of wearing a bird on your hat? Oh, that's a good one. I asked this question and I could not think of an answer. I think leather shoes is probably, people are really against leather. That's true. Yeah. I was thinking more into, I'm not saying your answer is wrong, Mm. but I was thinking more in terms of what is the most grotesque display of wealth. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Uh, a Tesla, um, <laughs> an investment property. Oh my God!
0: Can I on exactly this topic mm-hmm, yeah. of, of d- gross display of wealth? Mm. An acquaintance, a long, a long distant acquaintance um, from another place and another time, um, <laughs> posted recently. Um, I we're selling our investment property, mm-hmm. and um, go on ahead and and buy it, kind of thing. And it's like, why would you ever admit? That you have an investment property. <laughs> that's,
1: that's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> it is on social media, no less. Yeah, on social. On I mean, Facebook. good on them, whatever. But like, that's just. And do they I, think people are going to comment and be like, "Hey, well I'm done, keen.
0: well done, you." Yeah. Oh, I'll come through. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, because if you're looking for a property, you're not. Gonna I can't s- even sell a fucking twenty dollar ticket to a comedy show, mate. Like, <laughs> 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 good
1: luck on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace, yeah. Can I get it for free? Oh like, no, yeah. My my like my um. My I've uncle, got cash. My how uncle much will come cash? and pick it up. Like what? <laughs> no. Oh man, that's so cringe. Yeah, so I think, that I, is. Do gross. we think? Do we think an investment property portfolio is the modern equivalent of wearing a bird on your hat? Um, I think so. Mm. Especially with how much rent has gone up for people and mortgages have gone up for you
0: know just people trying to.
1: I also feel like the other thing that occurred to me was watches. Mm. They're a big dick swing. They are. The I was I don't know why I was looking at this, but there was this big celebrity party the other day, and one guy just did this whole article on the watches everyone was wearing, and mm. I don't know why I was reading it. But the most expensive one was $7.5 million. Outrageous. For a watch. Out. Imagine if it just slips off your hand while Outrageous. you're like getting nachos. Like
0: I was listening to You Won't Believe It, a podcast mm-hmm. in which a man bought a Rolex, mm-hmm. which is one of the you know yeah, original the, the, yeah, the OG yeah. watches. The store, it was in New York, mm-hmm. was four stories high. There was four floors of Rolexes, mm. and when he said he was purchasing it, it set in motion a flurry of activity in the building. Like that, first the watchmaker came out and and adjust, you know. Ma- um, measured his wrist and said we need to take a link out um a a person started polishing some kind of element of the thing that goes in the watch i don't even know so it was a whole vibe so once he picked he's like i want that watch it was just four people started doing things and they brought out a miniature bottle of champagne you know like it was a whole like you're paying for a a scene in a movie basically but also
1: like Someone will be getting a fat commission off that, oh fully if it 's a hundred thousand dollars, and even if they 're on five yeah. percent commission i can 't do maths, but that sounds like a lot of money i don't know how much five thousand dollars mm. off one sale four stories well, I mean the whole can thing you imagine the whole thing's an opulent display of wealth it certainly is, mm. yeah, what a fascinating
0: moment in time mm. birds on hats, there,
1: but also the person who wrote the article is so savage, and I agree with you, I mean obviously some of the Uh, some of the insults are very gendered, which we don't love, but the visceral anger is the kind of anger that led to the whole whole, um, fashion being gone. I love racing. Yeah, horse racing. Racing, Racing. racing. that's an example I should have thought of earlier. That's true.
0: I do actually love what you've just highlighted there, Mm -hmm. which is anger serves a purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. And because, like, so often you feel sh- ashamed of being angry, or you mm-hmm. think you should shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But fuck, if it I if think it gets you
1: change, that's kind of good. Anger with a direction and a purpose yeah. is so powerful. Yeah, when used for not nefarious. And also, reasons. when it's not about you,
0: mm. it's about something bigger.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great work there, Sarah. Thank you. I was happy with that one. Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't know how like stuffed birds on a hat would go down, <laughs> but I feel I feel really good about it. Exactly mm. as as it should. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a little break. We'll be right back. Yay.
0: Righto, we're back. Wow. Okay, Sarah, I'd like to introduce a segment. Oh, amazing. I don't know if it's going to be a vibe, uh, but I'll propose – I'll just run it through with you here. Mm-hmm. So I'd like maybe to see if we'd like to take turns or I can do it. I don't know. Um, bringing an ad to the table. Oh, that's fun. An advertisement. I love that. From yesterday. From Mecca, Cosmetica? <laughs> no, like from like – From, from Belgena Chicken?
1: From no. Butterball. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, you're talking about us getting paid, no chance in yeah, hell. Yeah, no. No, no, just historical research. Uh, episode two, for anyone wondering. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so I'm, I'm going to kick off this week with one from the Australian Women's Mirror. Great. Um, from January 29, 1935. Great. Back in the day. And it, look, it's sneakily disguised as editorial. Mm. Uh, which I thought was modern trickery, but it turns out it's been around for eons, you know, Mm. like, you know, the cash for comment and the kind of, like, advertorial vibes. Like, you won't believe how good this vacuum cleaner is. Yeah, are you you sore? Do you need, you know, blah. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so Mm -hmm. basically it's a cartoon of a distraught-looking woman, Mm -hmm. presumably a work-at-home mum, and she's collapsed on the couch and she's holding a broom and she just looks really – you know, she's slumped in, in the couch Mood. holding onto a broom. And um, she's got a worried-looking daughter mm-hmm. um, looking on in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a scene of distress. Mm. And there's a huge stamp across the image with wrecked nerves. <laughs> um-
1: <laughs> also, listen, just know, I'm not looking at this either. Like – Chris could have turned and faced the image towards me, but I'm not seeing this either. Yes, it was just the fact that I said wrecked
0: nerves. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And dramatic, no? Mm. Um, And then this is the text of the ad and it asks, are you easily tired? Fuck yes. Mm -hmm. I am right now. I take it the fuck yes (laughs) in the the text of the ad. Uh, (laughs) Mm. Sorry. Okay. So are you easily tired? Vitality gone? Appetite lost? No, of course, never. I never lose my
1: appetite. I probably can't relate.
0: (laughs) Then you need ferrozone when even the smallest task exhausts you. It's a sure indication of a low nervous and physical strength and the need for ferrozone's rebuilding properties. Ferrozone quickly restores full nerve force and vitality to those run down and in a low state of health. Its effect on the whole system is wonderfully beneficial and lasting. If you long for perfect health, 24 hours a day of vigour, health appetite and sound, restful sleep, Ferrozone will enable you to realise this health ambition. A trial bottle sufficient for 40 doses, get it from your chemist today. Ferrozone is the best of all tonics for, and this is an extraordinary list of of things that it fixes, Mm -hmm. and I don't even know what the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Brain fog, nervous exhaustion, lassitude, insomnia, loss of appetite, anemia, neuritis, headaches, indigestion, rheumatoidism, maternity weakness, sciatica, neuralgia, debility, influenza, and dengue fever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what it sounds like? Cocaine. Cocaine. It's, Are we sure it's just not cocaine? I don't know what it is. Because you get these housewives mm. doing coke and then just like absolutely cleaning yeah. the whole house and like yeah. nailing, looking it's after mad, the kids and it? cooking dinner and stuff. What do you reckon it's just maybe... It's, I googled Ferris. Is it caffeine? What is it? I don't know. I, I, I can't. I googled yesteryear Ferrozone, you know, like old Ferrazone. We have some medical professionals that I know for a fact listen to this podcast. Right. If you know anything about this, please yeah. let us know. Currently, there seems
0: to be on the market something called Ferrozone, which I believe is like an iron tablet or something. Okay, but um, and I don't I don't know whether it was the same back then, but um, maybe it's maybe
1: it is just a harmless iron tablet. But fancier. that's a big it's a big list of claims,
0: isn't it? Mm. And gee. I mean, I wonder when um, Truth in Advertising
1: came in, you know? I, has it ever? <laughs> Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder if, like, I would propose that instead of all that stuff, her husband gives a fuck about her and helps her out the house. Oh, Maybe I know, then right. She Maybe be, do so... some Divvy Labes. Mate. Yeah, some Divvy Labes. <laughs>
0: Get some Divvy Labes. Divvy fucking
1: Labes. Get it on.
0: Episode. One. Episode 1. Yeah, first one. Yeah. So that's my little contribution.
1: I ad. love that segment. Yeah, I think an ad is a good thing. Can I make a proposal? Please. Can we get some really lame music to play under while you read the ad? Ooh, that can you make it? I can I can figure something Why don't out. can do that. We Why don't you make a really
0: cringe. Yeah. Like 50s jingle. Yeah, great. Love it. That's really okay, fun. Okay, that's a little bit of extra work for you. Um <laughs> Okay, now my, now to my article. Okay, great. Here we go. The big this, one.
1: The, the, the this big is, one. This is a big
0: one. This is from the Australian Women's Mirror, 4th of November 1930. Mm-hmm. And it's entitled An Amazing Woman Spy. I love it already. Exploits of Mata Hari, the Red Dancer
1: Ooh.
0: by Nishni. Now, I just want to, before I read this, tell you, and I think you know this about me, but maybe people don't, I have always wanted to be a spy. Mm-hmm. because I thought you'd get sick dinner table stories. Mm-hmm. Turns out that is not what they're looking for in spies at any time really? in history. Yeah. and <laughs> But, I mean, I've read the story of Matahari. Have you heard about her before? No. You haven't even heard the name Matahari? No. I have, but I never knew what the fuck anyone was talking about. Mm-hmm.
1: I think my parents know what it's about. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I guarantee you my parents will. and be like,
0: how have you never heard of her? Yeah, of,
1: it? of course. Of Sorry, Mum and Dad.
0: So I'll just read a few little bits. But basically – um, Mata Hari was this tr- this woman who carved the most extraordinary life for herself where she was like she was born in like 1876 mm-hmm. her, her father was a Jewish merchant her mother was a dutch woman who came from a good family apparently mm-hmm. um, and but she went into a convent at the age of 14 and in in paris but she Basically, um, she became she she married a captain, a Scottish guy um, who worked in the who was working in the Dutch army. They had kids and stuff. They broke up, but she, after studying books dealing with the East, invented. Um, oh well, she she became a dancer, like an exotic dancer, where she would basically and she learnt. Uh, things f- from indonesia dances from indonesia and mm-hmm. places like that and she would basically strip mm-hmm. which is quite radical and mm-hmm. there's actually a photo of her um like just with this like weird dancing bra on and no undies which went, which is great mm-hmm. but but i mean so unusual for back then Absolutely. like it was on the national mm-hmm. um
1: library of australia i'm really excited because i know for a fact that you said something about this being a spy story so i'm extra yeah this extra is excited. it gets fucking better man extra excited so
0: um so Basically, she became this dancer and, and she, she really did draw quite a lot of attention, became quite a famous person internationally. Eminent men pursued her, it says. Admirers grew into a legion, paying her homage and showering her with gifts. Powerful. Yep. And then um she went to Germany because her her popularity began to wane. So she went in 1907, she went to Germany. And joined the intelligence service,
1: mm.
0: and some years before World War One, she um, she won the confidence of government officials and leaders and military leaders, and um, she basically started getting secrets and 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 from getting the, connections from whom to whom. Well, she um, was trying to get information about the French, I think, oh. for the Germans. Wow. Um, and, and even the British, um, they knew about her as an unscrupulous charmer, and she arrived in London um, on the en route to Paris, and and the British told the French, and it, anyway, basically, she w- was able to penetrate the most exclusive official circles, and she um, she she eventually gets caught, like she gets. Called in by the French, being like, "We know you're a spy," mm-hmm. and then she's like, "But I'll spy for you." Oh. And so she turns, mm-hmm. but she doesn't like mm-hmm. she does whatever, she does whatever the fuck she likes by mm-hmm. the sounds of it. And they actually planted some information on her about mm-hmm. operatives, and she gave it straight to the Germans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, like, and that was the French trapping her, basically saying, oh "We knew God. you were going to double cross Wait, So us. Who was she working for? Well, she worked for the Germans. Okay, getting Um, secrets from – About the French and their locations and stuff. Um, Yeah, so she – yeah, she was supposed to be giving some information to French spies in Belgium, but she just – she told the the Germans where these spies were, but the French gave her a list of lies. Like a bogus. Yes, bogus, yeah. yeah. So um, basically in the end uh, she was shot by the Germans – Oh, my Lord. And it was an execution. <gasps> to, um, and, yeah. What a life. I know. She, uh, I imagine quite young. Yeah. I mean, faced the firing squad at Vincennes. Um, the, some people still think the shooting was a fake, but official record, records deny this. Isn't that interesting? Whoa. Matahari. And what a interesting woman. Living by her own rules, like, just doing the most, like, I would imagine completely unexpected for a woman back in that day Mm. to be a spy but also an exotic dancer Mm. and just to operate on
1: her own fucking, like, she didn't care. Absolutely. Nobody was her boss. What a boss. I know. And what are general perceptions of her now?
0: Mm. Well, I don't know, actually. Like, I think... I think she's just seen as a bit of a legend. I was going to say,
1: is she considered like a hero or like a traitor? Or I think like she a, was seen
0: as a miss, untrustworthy, kind yeah. of like dangerous woman. Mm. You know, I guess that love would be a dangerous be, woman. A dangerous mm. woman.
1: Um, but I imagine um, she would have made an excellent spy because I imagine she would have had really uh, uh, great ways to get information out of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And blokes. Yeah, like, yeah well, she that's exactly right. She like, them. yeah. With her ways, that has to be a tactic that's used now, surely. Of course, it would be mm. honey if, trap. One, if one thing never will never stop happening, yeah, it's it's always going to be seduction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just like now. Surely there mm. is a movie. Like there has to be. Sort. I don't know. Is there a movie
0: adaptation? I don't know that I've ever. Maybe there was in the olden days. Yeah. Mm. Maybe there was because she was actually quite a cult figure. I. I mean, the fact that I even heard of her name, right? What's her name again? Mata Hari, Matahari, M A T A H A R I. I think she actually. Um, That's. So she funny. changed her name. Oh yeah, she
1: probably had a million different names. Mm. Oh wow. Mm. So gorgeous of course. Yeah, she was caught. She she appeared as the red dancer
0: and won instantaneous success, not only in Paris, but throughout Europe and London. Her particular style of dancing belonged to the order identified with Eastern amusement. Hailed now as a beautiful and mysterious personage, this amazing woman consorted with royalty and the very best people, realising her ambition to become a famous courtesan.
1: Well, there you go. Mm. Uh, There are a couple of films. I was just so curious because I'm like, I swear to God, this sounds like a film. Um, There's a couple of documentaries and a film uh, that looks like it was not a hit. Mm. Um, The one
0: terribly sad element of this story, which I probably mm. could avoid going into, but I I mean, it was shocking. that She had two children and both of them got syphilis. Um, yeah. I mean, not... Is... And one of them died from it, young. Where were the children while she was... Actually, they both died from it eventually. Both uh-huh. her kids...
1: Well, I was going to say, did she take her kids with her? Like... Well,
0: that's the thing. No, no. no. I mean, the dad could yeah, have them. Yeah, the dad had them. Um, kept, Yeah, kept them. Kept the one that lived. Um, Very... Sad, actually. Very tragic. Very sad life. Mm. In if you think about it, I reckon she would have been the loneliest woman on the earth.
1: Yeah, and what a cost as well she Mm. paid as well.
0: And and for what? I wonder what her motivations were.
1: Hard to know. It is living dangerously.
0: Yeah. Maybe she had ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Just searching for highs, you know.
1: (laughs) What a stunning, what a stunning statement. I want to see your like investigative journal but not, not researched at all article about that. <laughs> hey, guys. She
0: just seemed to always be on, you know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like when was the downtime,
1: you know? <laughs> How do you can you go as a spy?
0: Well, that's the thing. I, I did sit the ASIO test, Sarah. Did you really? Yes, I did. Is yeah. that a serious
1: thing? It's a like... real
0: thing. I sat the test because I genuinely wanted to get in. Was this like back when you finished school kind
1: of thing? No, this was even in my 20s. Okay, this was like last week. (laughs) (laughs) If they'd let me, I'd sit it again. Yeah, Um, they'll be like, like, you're not a gardener, you're a high-profile comedian, Chris Ryan. (laughs) 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 So that will be the end of your Spike career. But what a good cover. Think about it,
0: guys. Think about it. Um, I I think I would – my face is far too transparent. Yeah. If if I'm trying to look serious, I will
1: look ridiculous. Mm. What about you? uh i can't i can't be mean to people terribly well, so like I think I would really struggle with constant deception, oh, you know, oh, the exhaustion of mm. it and the the consistent lying, and also like, along the way, you'd probably meet so many great people, yeah, that would just never, but like I always had this daydream when I was younger that I would turn out to be like. As like an MI5 agent, you know, and you'd be in some scenario and then you have all these like crazy like jujitsu skills and stuff. Mm. Like because you know how in films mm. that no one knows they're an agent until they know that they're an agent, yeah, you know? So I'm, I know. I'm, but also I'm – That's you. Yeah, that's me. Okay, great. I'm a sleeper agent. Oh, Is that what they're called?
0: I love that for you. Mm. Um, do you ever have – see, I have – I don't know. We, we're, we have active imaginations, don't mm-hmm. we, As in this job. Quite often – I'll be looking at a scenario going, something's sus here. What do you mean? Well, I'll look at a person in a cafe or, like, at the shops and I'll be like, what are you doing? You look oh, sus. Oh, like your intuition says they're <laughs> weird,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a comedy specific thing. I think lots of people have yeah. intuition. Yeah, but I have great intuition for when a date's going badly. You know, when you're at a cafe oh, with yeah. your mates or whatever, and then or like a oh, restaurant, yeah. and then there's a date happening, and you can just sense the vibe. Yep, love that. Yep. I mean, that's so low stakes. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I noticed that too. Mm-hmm um the couple that's just not talking at the table what's wrong
1: yeah know? and like either they've been together for like five years and they just have nothing to talk about or yeah. someone did something someone Ooh. was late you know and it's just yeah. really frosty god mm.
0: nothing worse than spending money to have a bad time
1: Not, <laughs> don't you think ain't that the
0: truth <laughs> like ain't have it at home that the truth yeah like have a bath just don't talk to each other that night yeah exactly forbid it in fact if you forbid it and just go, we're not allowed to speak to each other till tomorrow. Mm. You might actually want to talk to him.
1: <laughs> we should have a relationship advice spinoff podcast. Yeah.
0: Are you bored? Mm. Then just ban yourself yeah, from I'll your partner. I'll
1: be like, I'll be like people write in. I'll be like, dump him. And they're like, that's not what I asked. And I'll be like, dump him. Like, the no, advice he, is always dump him. Yeah. No, he's the best husband. He's so, I'm like, sounds toxic. Dump him. <laughs>
0: what is the worst date you've ever been on in your lifespan
1: uh i went on one where the guy left after five minutes because i was taller than him oh. <laughs> what did you think about it though you didn't care i thought he was a bit boring yeah and also like if if it's the height that mm. you know what i mean it's kind of like it ugh.
0: says a lot that he was paranoid
1: about it yeah exactly i mean yeah. i didn't care but yeah. obviously he did what about you uh well actually it was the date that never happened um
0: once I was going out with this guy um and he was a bit nutty, okay? He mm-hmm. wasn't really my vibe. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what? <laughs> and I noticed um that he he was like oh, I'm I'm going to I've got a I've got to see I've got to see how, how old are you at this point? Oh, I was probably um 18, 19. Right, okay. Like, maybe 20. Mhm. Maybe even 21. <laughs> and uh, No, probably 18 or 19. And I, he said, I'm going to take us on – we're going to go on a, a secret um, date tomorrow night. It sounds murdery. And I looked at his face and I don't know what possessed me and I think it's probably because I, I could be a spy or mm-hmm. some kind of intelligence officer. Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I said, you're not going to take me to the fucking circus or anything, are you? <laughs> and he said, how did you know? <gasps> I went. You just had the vibe. I knew. I fucking knew. I said, "I am so glad we nipped that in the bud." I fucking hate the circus. The creepiest place in the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: And uh, that and the relationship ended soon
1: thereafter. I actually think if someone tried to take me to an escape room on a date, that I would yeah, leave. I I wouldn't do it. I would leave. I mean, to me, that's the the bottom of the barrel. Is yeah. like I have
0: like, nothing I can talk to you
1: about. Like if I want to be in a social situation that I can't get out of, like I'd be in a Korean room with comedians I hate. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> I'm not going to pay to do it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to be clear. I love if everyone. I'm going to work, <laughs> yeah. I want to get paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you imagine an escape room? Oh. I did once, once with this group of people and it was just – I was so into it, and I was just oh, I hate not in, just I hate that so much.
0: I have another date, oh my God, this is one that actually happened. Mm-hmm. It was a guy
1: what so the date he said, sorry back to that yes yeah, circus just realized, guy the circus guy, so it just he was just like he wasn't like he couldn't oh. believe. also he wasn't like, oh, you don't like the circus, no problem. I'll take you to dinner instead. He just canned it.
0: Oh, well, I just said we're not doing that. And I can't remember what happened after that, but okay. very soon we, we, we broke up. But
1: was there going to be like lions and shit? Oh, so I imagine, cringe. you know,
0: like it's just cringe. Oh. Um, now, <laughs> this is another one that was a bit, I, I don't know, you might, this might be t- toxic. I don't know. I might be ungrateful. And that's genuinely probably a, a reality. Um, <laughs> I, I Chris was, Ryan story. I, I'd pashed I'd this guy once or mm-hmm. something at a party mm-hmm. and I really didn't know him very well, but he invited me on a date for dinner. Okay. And I was like, okay, let's do that. Sure. And I show up to the joint, and it's in an industrial area in Belconnen in Canberra. Mhm. And it's a cook your own steak place that looks like a sports bar for let's say tradies after work.
1: I'm not a- hating it so far.
0: I hated it. Okay. I hated its guts. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to cook a big fat
1: steak. Mhm. Next the industrial a, area is a bit – Yeah, next is a to a bit, pool table. It's a bit red flag. You know,
0: yeah. it was just the whole thing. Mm. And, yeah, so that didn't work out either.
1: Wait, so if, if someone took me to a cook here and steak night, no, I wouldn't hate that.
0: Well, I mean, there's ways and means for that to be okay, but I'm, it's generally not something I want to do. I don't want to cook it. Generally, don't take a stranger to an industrial area at night. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a- actual,
1: yeah. Like whether you're cooking steak or not. Yeah. So that was a weird one. I'm trying to think. I've surely had some doozies. You must have some doozies. Oh, I had stories. one where the guy's voice was so annoying that I left. Great. <laughs> like I'm just like I'm not staying here. As you should. Yeah. Just yeah. like they just I'm, like to make to think of it now makes me angry.
0: Yeah, right. Mm. Have you
1: ever like
0: been on a date where the vibe is so absolutely not there such as it's actually turned into a negative into a vortex and your vibe is being stolen by the date? Voice guy. Yeah. Voice guy was yeah, like Yeah, I that. was
1: like this. I'm not doing this. Mm.
0: That's so funny. I don't know how we got onto this.
1: <laughs> I don't either. Um, I don't reckon Matahari I reckon she made every date excellent. Oh, absolutely. She would have made it a winner. Really interesting, yep. cool stories, like yep. exactly the right energy the for right the vibe day. Vibe Whereas to like, get information from the guy, yeah. If I tried – yeah, can you imagine – if I wanted to date, tried to get information, someone I'd be like, "Yeah, so w- what's the deal with your family?" Or like whatever I need to know about. Like vibes are on, vibes are off. What's the? Like, that would be me trying to get information about their family. Oh mm. God, yeah. what does it? Yeah. So like your family is so crazy. Tell me everything about them. Oh my God, as if you'd care at that point. Yeah. You know, early days, you don't mm. want to hear anything about. No, them. I mean like if I was spying. And oh, I if you're to, spying, they're yes. like, can you really subtly find out about his family? I'd be like, what's the deal with your family? Yeah, yeah.
0: I know. How do you make that a casual, like gentle.
1: You'd have to do it over a series of months and Ugh. I just don't have the time. Ugh.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Um, yeah, I reckon she had an interesting life, a sad life, mm. but it would have been fucking dangerous and
1: interesting. I reckon she spoke a million languages. Yeah, I reckon she probably did mm. too. Fascinating. What a, what a great episode in terms yeah. of like bird hats and <laughs> – one of and history's most notorious female spies. Yeah. I love it. I do too. I reckon she would have worn bird hats. She damn well would for have. sure, but she would have like had wires in the bird hat or whatever. Absolutely. Like and uh, if anyone gave a shit for it, she would have b- bashed them. She would have bashed them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon that's our episode for today. Done and dusted. Thanks thank- for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Chris and Sarah the pants at gmail.com oh, if you did- have any Sorry. Did we have a pants moment? <gasps> we forgot. My pants moment was getting my new piano. Oh, that's so unreal. And actually figuring out how to use it. That's brilliant. I, I can't wait. It. To... I mean, it's, it's a game changer. It's so I can't wait for you to meet it. So great. So have beautiful. you got a name for it? Uh, I think it's going to be called Norbit. Oh, I love that. Mm. That's cute. Yep. My pants moment is starting jogging. Great. That's yep. a huge pants moment. Dare I say you might have been, I mean, maybe you're a skirt jogger, but i I'm guessing you were wearing pants. I wear tights. So truly a pants moment. Yeah, it Truly a pants moment. Yeah. Another episode done. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, and you can now rate our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you love the uh, show, give us five stars and leave us a review. It does mean a lot, and it helps us to be seen by more potential pants listeners. Great pantaloons pantaloons (laughs) as one of our lovely listeners suggested that's probably for next episode that's a whole conversation okay and um, in case anyone if if this comes out before um, 22nd of July I'm Mm -hmm. filming my
0: special busy Mm -hmm. at the Newcastle Comedy Club love you to come if you miss it that's that's on you yeah okay
1: bye everyone love you guys Bye. bye bye Thanks for listening. This episode was mastered by Tim Duck at Verse Productions. Music by Yosef Kay and artwork by Century Comedy. Our podcast is hosted on ACAST. Articles are sourced online through
0: Trove at the National Library of Australia. Sources are listed
1: in the episode notes. Send your pants moments, article suggestions, or miscellaneous thoughts to Chris and Sarah Wear the pants at gmail.com.
0: Follow us on Instagram at Chris and Sarah Wear the pants or on our own accounts at Christine Ryan Comedy or. Empire of Gaul, G-A-U-L. Thanks.